Good evening. This is Melinda Russell with Women in Motorsports on the Twist Talk Network. I'd like to welcome all of you tonight to our radio show. And our guest tonight is Denise. She's on there with us. And Denise is a familiar face and a familiar name if you go to Springport or probably some of the other tracks around. She and I had time to talk a little bit last night. So, um, I'm going to ask her some questions like always, but she's got a great story and she's going to share it with us. So I'm going to let her do most of the talking tonight. So Denise, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, your family, what you do when you're not at the racetrack, and then tell us about your, your racing story. Well, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. And um, well, I'm, I'm getting up there in age. I'm 53. So I've been around this sport since I was probably about 10 years old and uh, traveling across the country and visiting all different types of racetracks. It, as a young girl, um, back in that day, uh, girls were not allowed, women, girls, anybody was, unless you were a man, you weren't allowed in the pits. And so my family dressed me up like a boy, cut my hair short, had um, a, a ball cap on, and, and they uh, called me Denny. And this is how I, uh, I started um, getting involved in racing. Wow, that's a very young age. <laughs> yeah. So how how many years did you have to pretend you were a boy in the summer? Probably probably two or three. Um most everybody there knew I wasn't. It was just uh you know, they overlooked it. They just, right, they overlooked it. They overlooked it. Because I worked hard for the team. I did, you know, I I not only did I do lap times, I could took, you know, tire pressures and, and, you know, I, I wrenched on the car. So, um, they just let me do what I needed to do and help the family out. Do you remember how long it's been since they've now let women in the pits? I don't know. I don't know. It was right around that time though. I don't believe it was very much longer, um, that they did start allowing women in pits, you know, Girls still were not allowed. I mean, to see how far this sport has gone with women is amazing. Amazing. Now you see these young girls driving these cars, and I'm so proud of them. And and knowing that, you know, I may not have been the only one paving the way, but I was helping pave the way for us women to be involved in this amazing sport that we have here. I, I absolutely agree with that because I think you proved your worth when you were in there. And, right. Yeah. And so probably worked harder than some of the guys did. So that, and that's that's amazing. I love that story. So I know you've been involved with race teams and racing for a long time. So how are you involved in racing right now? Today, I am um, the the head scorer over at Springport Motor or Springport Mid Michigan Speedway um, every Saturday night. And then when available, I help rw motorsports out and do track photography as well at oregon oil speedway at kalamazoo speedway and galesburg speedway okay so tell me a little bit about the photography part i think you had some photos that were um awarded or got awarded why don't you tell us about that i did um this was my last year was my first year um actually doing a track and i i took over kind of uh Corrigan Oil Speedway last year for Woody so that he could do Kalamazoo. And in um, one night, there would just happen to be a horrific 
accident and I, um, I got the shot, you know, and, and of course, whenever there's a horrific accident involved, uh, while you're taking pictures, you don't want to even look at them until you know that everybody involved is okay. Um, but once we found out that the young man was going to be okay, and um, I looked at the pictures and I was just dumbfounded at how amazing they turned out. And that photo ended up being in the top 10 of speed51.com for the photo of the year. I didn't win photo of the year, but I think a top 10 for my first season is, is an amazing accomplishment in that, that feat. I would right say, there. yeah, I would say as well, that's an amazing accomplishment. So, you know, the rest of us, we only take pictures with our phone nowadays. I don't even know where know. my camera is. So uh, we're <laughs> You can't get those kind of shots with your phone usually. So that that's that's pretty great. So right. I had a question and and you can answer as you like it said when you were when you what car did you pit with or did you help in any way? I think it was a family member, is that right? It was so my uncle. Yes, my uncle raised ASA and so right. uh, we traveled all over and it was my 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 uncle's car. It was our family. We, we took care of the stuff there. Right. That's kind of what I thought when we had talked last night. So you must have traveled to a lot of tracks. Do you have a favorite track? A favorite track would probably be Salem, Indiana. Really? And why I love Salem. I love Salem. I mean, it's like a, a little, it's the same size as Bristol, but it's, you know, just local racing more than you know, like the big NASCAR um, event where you can just go anywhere on the track. You can actually walk the banking. And, you know, when I've been there with ASA or ARCA, we're pushing the cars up and down those bankings because the haulers wouldn't go in. And it, it's just amazing. I, that place, I love it. That Winchester, you know, some really high banked, um, racetracks are, are my favorites. So. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to put Salem on my list now that you've said that. Must, must. Yeah. So what is your favorite kind of racing to watch? Um, do you like sprints? Do you like late models? What's your favorite? I am about speed. So I would take an outlaw super late model. I would take a wing sprint. I would take a modified. Okay. We have right now this year at Springport Michigan Speedway, our sportsman division is kicking butt. It is kicking butt. They are so competitive. They are so fast. It's an amazing division out there this year. So that one's right up there too. Yeah. You know what? I think that's happening at Kalamazoo as well. And Gail's, mm -hmm. I mean, those cars are really, they're getting good car counts and the races have been really good. So phenomenal. Kind of the trend maybe this year, right? Right. Yeah. Amazing racing going on. That's so, for sure. so. After you know you're off in the winter and you know that the first night of racing is coming up. Although I know you've already had that, but what gets you excited? What is it about racing that makes you want to go back and be a scorer at the track or do any other kind of job? What What calls you to that? Well, my, my day job is I'm a, I work at General Motors, so I'm, I build cars for a living. And I, so I really don't need this as a job financially. I do it because of my love for the sport. And it, it's just grown over the years. It's never gotten small. I, if I can go to a race in the middle of winter, I'm there. I will find an indoor race to go to or a Monster Jam or anything. 
So the thought of being able to get to my home track, um, see my family, it's not just drivers and other people. That's my family um, to get there and, and see everybody and, and just mingle and, and get hugs and, you know, find out how everybody's doing. And then the smell of, of, of ah. race cars and the, it's just, I don't know, the heart pounding it just keeps, it reminds you you're alive. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, and I say this every week, but the one thing that is the constant theme of every person I've interviewed is when I ask them, what is it about that brings you back? It's the people. Yes. It, it's the people and it, it's a family and, and people in other sports don't get that. Uh, you don't get that from <clears> a football <throat> team or a soccer team. I mean, yes, you're, you're friends, but it's, it's a totally different, different feeling. And you can't explain that to somebody. How you take somebody that is a, their rivals on the track but yet turn around and our best friends off the track. Yeah. You know, and they can just get along with each other so well off the track, but yet they race each other hard on the track. It, it's just fun watching a lot of those relationships and, and seeing the people race. And I don't know. It's just when the cars go by, your heart beats a little faster. Now I know with scoring for me, I, I do a mindless job. So on Saturday nights, that's all brain. I, I have, it works my brain. So maybe it's keeping me one day out of dementia. I'm not sure yet. Yeah. I love doing it. It's exciting. And I have one of the best views in the house. I think there's only two other views that are better. And that's the flag stand or the driver's seat. Yeah. So tell me about that. Have you ever driven a car? I have. I have. I started racing um, when I was 16 um, out at... Uh, Spartan Speedway and Owasso Speedway. Um, I then moved and started racing down south at Somerville, um, South Carolina. That was a NASCAR sanctioned track. I started out in a, a street stock and then I raced a four cylinder at Somerville and I've raced all the way over to Lake Geneva, Illinois. And then uh, when I came back to Michigan, I raced the um, Allison Lake series for a while too and, and helped with um doing instruction i did uh, driving school for them too okay so you've done a lot of different jobs in racing what has been your favorite one my favorite i'm i'm not sure if i can i i like to be involved some way it, it with having my family i was so involved with that race team that i i always just going and sitting in the grandstands is amazing. And I, I try and do that as often as I can when I have time off. Um, but it's just anything to be part of the team and help the sport grow and, and uh, make it as, as good of a program for not only the fans, but the participants as well. So. Okay. So um how many women are there? Are there a lot of women that work at Mid Michigan? I know it's Springport Mid Michigan Speedway, right? So, right. yes, are there very many women that race or work there. We have several women that race, and um, don't ask me what their names are. I'm not sure yet. Okay. <laughs> I know numbers, <laughs> not yeah. names. So, um, and then we do have um, several women that work um, the pit side and helping. Um, you know, line up cars and 
do payouts and there's a lot of things that women can do in the sport. So don't think that just because you're female, you can't do something because you can tech a car. You can actually be out on that track, you know, putting, you know, being part of the safety crew. You can be up in the tower. You can be selling tickets at the gate. You can just even walk in the pits and ask a driver, is there something I can do to help you? And, you know, I, I did that a lot as I was growing up because I would get bored if, you know, everything was all set with our team. I would go help other people. It was fun. It was, you know, you met people that way and you just, they were family. Yeah. You do whatever you can to help other, even though they're your competitor, you help them out. It, I think that's something in this sport that other sports don't have. You don't help your competitor in another yeah. sport. That's true. Yeah where they, you, you'll have five other drivers, you, you break something on your car, you have five other drivers, even in that same division, coming over and helping getting that taken care of for you. Yeah, and you see that at pretty much every track. Every track. Every that track. I do. I mean, you you do see that. And that the other thing I think that we're a little bit spoiled about that other sports don't do is you can get so close to the actual drivers, the athletes. You know, like even NASCAR, you can... even. You can get those special passes, the hot passes to get down and and you can still get pretty close even with just the regular pit pass. You know, you can get close to a football player or LeBron James in basketball. I mean, it just doesn't happen. Right, right. In this sport, we're the drivers and the teams are pretty accessible, I think. So that's that's another reason why we love it, I think. And I think every single driver out there, all the way from NASCAR down to our local tracks, understands that this sport wouldn't be where it is today if it wasn't for the fans. And so um, no matter what, where you are in the realm of things, in, in my opinion, a local track needs NASCAR and NASCAR also needs our local tracks. And so they also, they combine together. We, we both need each other. And so you're not going to have any more pro drivers unless we have them at the local track. Mm -hmm. I mean, for a prime example, like our Eric Jones that came from Michigan, um, watching him race quarter midgets all the way up. You know, I did his first interview when he was racing out at Owasso. He was 12 years old, mm -hmm. 12 years old. Never would I have thought that he would make it big in NASCAR and look at him now. Look yeah. Him. yeah. Amazing young man, amazing young man. So right. you just never know. You could be stepping you know, walking into a local racetrack and seeing your next NASCAR star. Yeah. You just never know. That's true. So, you know, in Kalamazoo here, where we, a lot of us are watching Carson Hosevar. Yes. In the ARCA race over the weekend. And, uh, you know, it was on TV. And I, I was pleased to see that he got some nice press um, for being young and being new to that series. And so, um, you know, my granddaughter's raced quarter midgets against him. So we have a lot of interest in following him, but it's true. They start, they don't just walk into a NASCAR car. They start somewhere. And, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, I like to cheer for the Eric Joneses and the Carson Hosevars that come from Michigan. So right. let's talk a little bit about women in the race uh, field. I know you said any woman, they can do anything they want to do. Mm -hmm. So, if you know, if you had a mom come up to you and say, "My little girl wants to race quarter midgets," she wants—that's all she talks about. What would be like your advice, or what would you say to her about letting her daughter get into the racing sport? 
Get her a quarter midget. Mm-hmm. Get her a quarter midget. In racing, there is no difference between a guy and a girl behind the wheel of a car. They don't know. Nobody in the grandstands will know if that is a guy or a girl behind that car. Anybody can do it. Anybody can do it. And there's these young girls nowadays have so much going for them. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking it won't be long until we break out real big in the in the bigger leagues. It, it, you know, Danica was there. She just didn't have – there's so many talented young ladies in this sport, so many, that, you know, she's, it won't be long, and we're going to see plenty more in our, in the top levels. Get them out there, even if it's not driving, get them out there to watch, get them out there to, you know, check out these cars, see what it's like. There is nothing wrong with a young lady learning how to work on a car. All right. You need to learn how to change a tire. I have OnStar on my car, but what if I'm in a rush? I, I need to know how to change a tire. How about changing your own oil? Do not be dependent on somebody else to do all this stuff for you. You need to be able to do it yourself. Do I do it myself today? No, I pay. <laughs> I'm more than welcome to pay somebody to do it. I'm too old to be crawling on the ground. But it didn't stop me. I, I remember I... um. I was doing a catch can for an ARCA team and this big guy, cause the gas men are huge. You know, they got to lift up those huge um, tanks of gas. And this man comes up to me and just goes, just don't get me wet. Meaning don't, I need to get my job done and get that in the hole. And then the gas will go in the car. And so I go up there, I go up to the car and I put the can in the back of the car and he comes up with a gas tank and it, gas just starts spraying everywhere and i'm like oh god this big man is going to kill me i must have done something wrong i have one of two choices either i can just go on pit road and die with a car gonna run me over or i can go back across the wall and this big man's gonna kick my butt come to find out he made the mistake and so i was able to chew him a new butt Mm -hmm. and it was amazing so I didn't do anything wrong, and I actually succeeded in my first time catching, you know, being a catch can. I don't think they do it anymore. It tells you how long I've been in this sport. Yeah. (laughs) Don't be afraid. You know, I took a chance, and this team let me do, you know, something I'd never done before, and it was amazing. Amazing, and it's something I'll always treasure for the rest of my life. Yeah. Yeah. Those are memories nobody can take away from you, that's for sure. (laughs) Right. So what do your friends or your coworkers think about you being so involved in motorsports and, and, you know, being avid about it? When people, when I tell people that, that racing or motorsports is my favorite sport, I kind of get the look, you know, like, and so what do your friends say? Uh, At work, one of the things everybody looks at me like, you have a part-time job. Do you realize you're working 60, 70 hours a week right now at GM? I'm like, yeah. And, um, I'm going to be at the racetrack anyways. So I might as well go do something I love to do and help the team, you know, help the track out. Um, my friends, I'll know that I'll see them again in the winter. If they don't want to see me at the racetrack, I'll see them in, in, in the fall. I, I'm not giving up my passion for this, the sport. My family knows where I'm at every Saturday night. My friends know where I'm at every Saturday night. You can see me anytime. They don't seem to have a problem. I think, racing has been in my life longer than my friends. 
There you go. Even my job. So, so do you have a most memorable moment from your life in the being involved in motorsports? I do, actually. Um, my most memorable, I was helping Justin Algeyer out in um, ARCA. And we had come down to, it was 2008, and we were coming down to the last race of the season, and the championship was going to be determined at Toledo. And um, that year, Ricky Stenhouse and Scott Speed were one and two for points, and um, Justin was going in third. And he had he didn't have the backing like Stenhouse had Roush Racing, and 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 um, uh, Speed had Red Bull. You know, they had big money behind them, and Justin just was a family little family team. And so we went in knowing that we were going to finish third and we were happy with that well um ricky stenhouse and 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 speed decided to um to hand us literally hand us the championship that night that day and watching this young man he is one of the most down-to-earth um godly just amazing young men that you will ever meet in your life live out his dream and win that championship and being part of it was probably the best day ever I had at a racetrack. And I wasn't even behind the wheel. I wasn't even really doing anything with the race team. I was there just to help out. And, um, it, it oh, turned they, did they wreck each other? Is that what happened? Yeah. They, um, I think there was some stuff going on before the race. I'm not really sure what it was, but, um, I believe Stenhouse got into Scott Speed first, and then Scott Speed turned around, took them both out completely for the day. Oh. And then Justin went on to win the race and end up winning the championship in ARCA that year, which then in turn got him the ride at Penske. And, yeah. and look at where he's at today. We're yeah. running for Dale and her junior. So. Right. That's, That's a probably one of the most – memorable days i've had i've had some really sad days at the track as well and in, in in most recent years but um the happier times are sure more more important yeah yeah so who is your favorite nascar driver Ooh, my favorite nascar driver um i'm gonna go i have several anybody driving a, a bow tie you know, anybody driving a Chevrolet because I work for GM. Right. Um, Jimmy Johnson would probably be uh, my, probably my favorite. Um, Chase Elliott and Ryan Blaney are, are really close behind. And then, of course, Eric Jones. But those right. would be my picks right there. Okay. So, if, you know, do you, do you prefer a NASCAR race over a race at, like an ARCA race or us at Springport, what's, if you had a choice, any race you want to go to, what would be the one you would that you would enjoy the most? What series? They're all three different. You've got your local level is more family. You know, this is your family. You're going in, you know, everybody, everything is just great. Um, ARCA is, is very similar to that. That's a lot of family. Um, and, but yet it's more professional. You got more TVs going on. So you kind of got like, it's like right in the, in the middle. It's not really your local level yet, but 
it's not NASCAR either. So your drivers are very accessible. You can go up to any single driver in, in ARCA. And I believe they still have um, uh, autograph sessions before every single race. They bring all the drivers out. I mean, it doesn't matter who it is. It could be Kenny Schrader to a, a new person that just started that day. So you never know who you might meet at an ARCA event. And then when you go to the to a NASCAR event, a NASCAR event is depending on how you want to do it, it could be a big party or it could be just one of the most amazing times that you could take your family to. I know that my boys went as, as young boys and, and they were like, they couldn't believe how fast the cars would go. And, you know, they could see their favorites cause they saw them on TV. And then you, you put that back and you can see that going right back to your local track. This is what you do at your local track too. So if I had my pick, I go to awful. <laughs> answer. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> yeah. So um, let's talk a little bit about you're the you're the head scorer. Mm -hmm. I've never done that. So I know they have transponders on their cars. We do not run transponders at Springport. Oh, okay. So. How do you, can you give us the short version of what you do, what that job entails? Okay, well, um, I first start out with qualifying and we qualify everybody in. So I keep track of everybody's lap times and we put them into a computer program that used to be we would hand do it all. And now we have computer programs that do everything for you. It's kind of amazing. Um, and so I, I do qualifying first. So each car is on the, the track. You just write down their number, you know, keeping track of which time is faster um, I have some of the, the most amazing people up in the tower with me with Chris Phoebe and Sean Phoebe and another gentleman that helped me out, um, as well. Um, and then we go into the racing and, um, what I do is basically every time the cars come across the start finish line, you write down their work. So we're doing 16 second laps and you have 20 cars in the field. You're writing down 20 numbers, 16 seconds, actually at less than that. It's like eight seconds. Wow. <laughs> and you do it every single lap, every single lap you keep writing down, you know, like going into, um, ARCA has gone into transponders, but I used to score for ARCA as well. And, that was all bait. You would get one car, and every time they went across the start finish line, you wrote down the time on the clock. Okay. So really different than what I do now. Um, but I've done this all the way since I was a young girl as well. You know, it kept me occupied at the track. I didn't realize I was doing something that somebody got paid to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just, you know, keeping my, my brain just worked so fast when I was there because I don't know why. It just did. And, I don't know if it's just the adrenaline of the sport, but, um, you know, am I perfect every lap? No, no, nobody is, but, um, I'm pretty darn good. I'm pretty yeah. darn good. Yeah. You must be, or they wouldn't keep having you come back. <laughs> right. What happens when you're too good at something, you, you get yourself locked into the job. Right. So is there anything else that you would like to share? I, I think we've kind of gone over my questions. I always ask my guests, what have I not asked you about? What is something you'd like to share about your life in racing? I think um, being involved in racing has been the best thing that ever happened to me. And um, I sure hope 
just seeing how far women have grown in this sport from when I was a kid to today. And I'm sure it's just going to grow even more, you know, as time goes by. These young girls can go out there. Unlike, they're getting better. We're playing football now. We're wrestling, you know. But in racing, I think um, we are equal to anybody out there. I mean, I don't, I don't. I didn't hear you. I'm sorry. The car actually makes them more equal. Right. Right. Nobody knows um, who's driving it. If it's a girl or a guy um, or even if it's even somebody handicapped nowadays can drive a race car. So, and it gives them something to be involved in and keeps them active. And, and then they have to work on their race cars during the week or in the winters. And, you know, yeah. then you get to come up with your paint scheme or your number and there's so much involved. And then it also gets them really acclimated to working with the public and, and, you know, kind of like having a job. So it's teaching them at a very young age, how to be responsible and, and not to limit yourself either. Yeah. Don't, don't say that you can't do something because you can, you can don't limit yourself. Right. I've never given up on anything in my life and I never will. And, it's something I've tried to pass on to my kids and I'm trying to pass it on to my grandchildren. Um, some of these younger generations don't seem to want to do anything other than video games. Get oh. to the racetrack. It yeah. is so much more entertaining. Yeah. So much more entertaining. It is. And we, we all have to do our best to get those younger generations out there and invite our friends, right. neighbors. And that's, that lays on all of us because we've got to keep our tracks open and that's what it's going to take. The drivers are there. It's just, we've got mm-hmm. to get there so yeah. right exactly exactly well this has been a great interview denise i well, really thank you. talking to you i'm i'd let you talk more if you have anything <laughs> you want to share <laughs> i don't know I, my brain's kind of fried tonight i've been working too many damn hours <laughs> yeah you said you've been working a lot of hours so yeah greenport well, that's on my list this year to get there at least once Please. So. and come I'm, up to the tower and say hi You're more i will than- come and say hello and I appreciate you stayed up. I know you said you you go to bed early because you have to get up early, but I appreciate that you stayed up tonight no to be on the show with us. And um, thank you so much for being being here. And hopefully I'll see you either taking pictures or I'll see you at Springport. All right. Most definitely. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Uh-huh. Bye. Bye. So that was Denise Miller-Thomas. Um, she's the head scorer at Springport Mid-Michigan Speedway, and she does a lot of other cool things, too. She's a photographer and a mom and a grandma, and she works, and just like most women we interview, they have a lot of hats that they wear, and she does as well. So um, I just want to thank everybody for listening tonight. Our radio show is sponsored by the International Women's Motorsports Association, You can find us on our website at IWMANation.com. You can find us on Facebook, International Women's Motorsports Association. And we ask you to like our page and share it with all the people that you know that race, men and women. We have as many or more men who are uh, following us on our page as we do women. So we appreciate everybody that's doing that. And uh, we're just we're having a great time connecting and celebrating women all over the world, actually with each other. And one of the ways is through our radio show. One of the ways is through the online magazine that we produce. And then obviously through our website and 
our Facebook page. So get on there and check it out. And if you're interested or you want to know how you can help spread the word, just reach out to me and I'll probably find some kind of job for you. So thanks again for listening tonight and we'll see you next week.